what? Top shelf, other side, what? Ready for the action, meet me on the app. Bought some killers with me, heaters on they lap. Represent my city, speaking on behalf, one time. What's going on, people? We are back at it again with the High Bud Tenders Podcast. Of course, I'm Jarrell, and I got my road dog with me. My partner in crime, my main homegirl, Rocky. What's happening? What's going on, Jarrell? Chilling, chilling. Another uh, busy, busy day at the shop. Um, you know, shit is open out here in Vegas. Everybody is open. Oh, crowds are in- insane. Everywhere. Yeah. I just have the dispensary. You know, you can't even get it. You can't even get an Uber anymore. That part. Right? Isn't that crazy? Man. Special guests in the house. Super special. <laughs> Ariana, how you doing, sweetheart? I am. It's good to see you. I miss you. Ariana's yes. probably one of the best bud tenders I've had a chance to meet in this industry. Not only that, but she's super big in the industry. Uh, as far as like doing a million things. Yeah. So jack of all trades. We should change that. Jack of all trades. The Jacqueline of all trades. Jacqueline. I like to say I wear many hats. There we go. She wears <laughs> many, many hats. So tell us a little bit about you. My name's Ariana. Um, I go by Ariana Janae on Instagram. I, like I said, wear many hats, um, but entrepreneurship is something that's always been, like, in my veins, so to say. So I do modeling, event planning. Um, I'm a reverend. I specialize in cannabis weddings, blood tender, PPR, marketing. Like, the list goes on and on. Um, Like, I just got back from L.A. doing a runway show this past weekend, and then I'm hopping around normal so. routine <coughs> whatever routine. you could fit in to a normal routine after wearing all those hats exactly and i woke up at 11 a.m this morning so like hopefully i'm not tired <laughs> damn. you can't say you don't you, you can't work out you nobody can say no excuses things. yeah she, she's like i do a lot of shit in one day so you can figure it out i even got a nap in nice. <laughs> <laughs> so let me say you said let's go back to this because I think I caught exactly you, what you, you, you yes. yep. the Reverend. The Reverend. Let's talk, talk about, about that. that. <laughs> yes. Okay, okay. So I've been a Reverend for a little over a year now. And like I said, I specialize in cannabis um, weddings. So right when I got my license to, to ordain people, so to say, um, I was doing promo events and really like getting the clientele ready for 420, 20. For 2020. Um, and then we all know what happened in 2020. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so um, that one kind of just gave me time to rethink and come back to the drawing board. I joined the Chamber of Cannabis, which was able to give me a little bit of insight on social use and what's like in the works for that. I met with a couple of venues. And so now my ideal 420 wedding would be... Um, you know, yeah, you can always do rings, but spice it up at a joint with your partner as well, right? Or at your reception, instead of it being like snacks as the center table or flowers, you can still have the flowers, but let's set people up with a nice little hybrid joint as well, right? Let's get the flavor palettes going. Like it, it just opens so many possibilities. That's so amazing. And I feel like people are going to be bombarding if it's not already happening, bombarding Las Vegas 
especially for marriages because they've had to put them off. Oh, yeah. A lot of people, like, they put their deposits down, like, pre-COVID, and they were not able to get any of that back. So they're like, I'm going to Vegas. I'm getting married anyway. So why not do it big or do it uniquely? And this industry is only growing to so many different people from 21 to 95. Like, Absolutely. You ain't kidding. So what makes it unique is that it does have that little cannabis twist to it. It does. I like that a lot. Well, also, like, you know, I'm a little bit younger in the crowd when it comes to, like, marrying people. You don't see a lot of people in their later 20s, early 30s doing that. I know, like, when I thought about it, I'm like, who did my aunt get married by? The older white dude, right? Like, I'm like, or he was Hispanic or some of my other, like, aunt's weddings and stuff. But he's always an old man. That's my point. And I'm not an old man. I'm far from it. Right. <laughs> now, do you throw in the um, the cannabis twist, or is it like their idea, or you know what I'm saying? Do they give you ideas like, "Hey, I want joints. We want to light this joint together," or do you give them the idea? It's honestly like depending on the couple. Some of them have their own ideas in mind. Maybe they're a little bit creative, and you know, I'll do whatever I can to make that happen. Or they're like. I want to do this, but I don't know where to start. And then we have a menu that we go through. Oh, nice. Kind of just like, you know, with any other ones. Do they want religion used at all? If they don't, do they want it to be 20 minutes? Do you want to get in and get out and go have fun? We can make this a five-minute ceremony, baby. Let's go. <laughs> what night? I used to, believe it or not, I used to work in the wedding industry for so long. Really? Over four years because right? I used to work in tuxedos. <laughs> So we, I used to do the weddings, expos, and stuff like that. And um, a lot of times when there was like wedding expos and things like that, you were able to network. So networking was a really big thing in the wedding industry because you could tie in that into anything like uh, dresses. Or oh, I know somebody that he does dresses. Let me yeah. know. Or I know somebody who officiates weddings. Let me know. Or I know somebody that does tuxedos, let me know. Or I know somebody that does cannabis cooking, let me know. So it is like, for me, it's one of the biggest networking opportunities that you could possibly have. I met so many professionals in the fashion industry doing that job. Well, you know, one thing that I've noticed for me, not only do I have that like reverend side of me where people want me to marry them, but they also see my portfolio that I have and they're like, she's a model too. So I just got back from uh, Flagstaff, Arizona, uh, the not this past weekend, the weekend before that, and I was a bride for, I had a wife, right? Yeah. I got married, so to say. Um, but it was just set up, and now I just got contacted by this company called Dan Weddings, who does nothing but international uh, weddings, people from like South America and uh, Brazil and like all over the place. They contact this company to do weddings here. And, like, they want me to do a couple promo things for them, but also be on their roster for their go-to. So it's just, like, opening up, like, doors that I never thought would be open. Right. That's what I'm saying. Different opportunities yeah. that come that come your way. It's such an easy market, too, because uh, that industry is dominated uh, by women, which is great. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that being the case... Um, the networking never ends. There's always going to be something for people to get to meet. 
you're going to be able to tie in a lot of, of cannabis shit here in this uh, coming oh, up this summer yeah. too. There's a lot of events. Coming I up. hope so. Especially with things opening back up. Yeah. Be super busy. Yep. You had also mentioned to me, which I thought was um, a really phenomenal thing. You have a nice little venture going on on the sidelines, right? Yes. Okay, yes. tell me a little bit about that. Oh gosh, wait, which one? Uh, it's For real. Oh yeah, <laughs> wait, which one? So, um, I recently <gasps> just got in touch with a, a manufacturer and was able to start working with them to produce my own clothing line. So I've had this idea, like, for 10 years. So the fact that I have, I've taken it from my mind and I can actually touch the physical product is something that's, like, very special to me. Um, but it's called Selected Few Small Circle. It's a women's lounge line for now. And it's just comfortable sweatsuits. Yeah. Yeah. Embroidered tops, embroidered bottoms. Um, right now I have two different styles of sweat tops and two different styles of sweat bottoms in three different colorways, tan, gray, and black. But very nice quality products getting ready to be put out. And the story behind Select a Few Small Circle is like on your road to success, you kind of have this ideal image that you need a ton of friends in order to be successful. But as you go through your journey, sometimes it's just a selected few people that you need to be in your circle to just make shit happen. So yeah. true. I can count like on one hand how many friends I have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Still have a couple fingers left over. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Change if you want. Right? <laughs> so you had the colors that you mentioned, by the way, mm-hmm. is my palette of life, by the way. Please hurry back. That's my, <laughs> that's my thing. I can just tell you right now, like, Every time I look through something in the catalog or whatever, I'm like, oh my gosh, gray, beige, or black. Every single thing. I try to add color, but then it's just like I'm taken back to the to the dark side. Yeah, because I mean, honestly, it's those are great colors to like, you can mix and match that anyway. It doesn't necessarily have to be like a chill vibe. You can actually be going somewhere. You can so, have four different shades of gray on and it still look good. Yes, for sure. I 100% agree with that. Although I have started adding like olive green. Yeah. Like, you know, that camo green. Mm-hmm. But it's still basic. It's still simple. Yeah. Like, but I feel like all those colors can pop with something else. Like, you can add any other color to those colors and it's going to pop. I'll definitely have to like do a collaboration, maybe with like a dance squad out here or something like that and be like, what's your color again? Custom. Yeah. Then you can roll it, maybe roll with different colors after that. You know what I'm saying? But but now you're killing it with those colors. So what else you got on your uh, cannabis palette? Oh, my cannabis palette. Well, you know, I kind of, I've been a butt tender for the past few years. And I've made so many great connections throughout the industry. But my background, um, you know, I'm from Denver, Colorado originally. And I used to manage a sneaker boutique. And so now I'm able to use my marketing um, experience and apply it to the industry. So I do uh, public re- public relations and event coordination for Virtue Vaping and Sips, um, which is a couple of cannabis brands out here. Nice, so that, like, and they're not small cannabis brands either. Not at all. They're huge cannabis brands. Virtue is well known out here. Yeah. So yeah, they're the best closest. Yeah, for sure. Like, there are strains right off the top of the tee that I could be like, really dope. They have one of the best King Louis. 
I who feel has, like who has a better gelato. Diamond dust. Gelato. They've mastered gelato. Like, I am a no. snob when it comes to flour. Thank you, Colorado, for that. Um, <laughs> but gelato, it's like the taste of that one. It's the specific taste you have to master, not just the appearance of it. And uh, that triple X OG by them. Yeah. There's many, though, besides that. Dark Phoenix they just came out with. Mm-hmm. That Tangy. What was it? Tangy Tahoe. Listen, I'm gonna tell you, there's two people or uh, there's a bunch of people in this room, but Bert when we when there was virtue uh competitions going on, I knew that if Danny over here wasn't gonna take it, no one else should. Like it was the day, honestly, when he wasn't there, I was like, Oh my god, this thing. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean? and I send him a message every single time and I'd be like Guess we took home the virtue prize because you ran at work today. You know what I'm saying? That was my favorite thing was the virtue pop-ups. They did because it every week and it was my favorite flower. Yeah, you can't go wrong. Like they just had they too many good ball. strains and such a good genetic bank. Like they did all the clay nine. Clay nine. Like that's yeah. fucking epic. Like, yeah. Shit you just G13. can't get a hold of. Clay nine. Do you know? Do you know about? Do, can you tell us about a little bit about clay nine? Oh shit! She flipped the script. So I do believe it's nutrient, right? What that soil like a soil nutrient? <coughs> no, clay nine is going to be the seed bank. Oh, the yeah. seed bank. Yeah, it's a seed bank. It dates back to like the seventies. It has like that's where they get their original Bubba Kush. That's where they have like all their their startups. And then like I heard like if I'm not mistaken, the the G thirteen is what it gave like the government or something. <laughs> that's a, that's the story. <laughs> something right. like yeah, something uh, like that. Yeah. So how long has that been? for them like how long i mean how long has virtue been in the industry that they have like these masterful genetics uh, i think it's their growers they just they have that that this industry is all about not i don't want to say it's all about who you know but it's all about the relationships that you build and it's not just like a transactional relationships but you know like you're coming to my family barbecue and we're hanging out because we're homies, like right. it's the culture behind it. It is, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's always let's hang out. It's always let's sash someone, for sure. But yeah, but that's the good thing about the industry is you, you make so many connections, and then you, um, you're, you're put in positions or put in front of other people that can help you grow and like better yourself in the industry. Paula, you said you've been in the industry for what, three years, three years. over three years, and yeah. Like look at you, like you doing every <laughs> any, everything. Yeah, and yeah. I, it's just like I can't imagine like being in another industry for three years and like blossoming so fast and so much. Like I mean, that's what the cannabis industry does for you. But we always talk about making the best out of those opportunities that present themselves yeah. to you. Listen, you can't just sit back and let things are not going to fall into your lap. They're not going to walk up to you. But guess what? It is so easy in this industry. To just walk up to people and have, like she said, these really cool relationships right away when you meet someone and they're like really big in the industry. And you would think, this guy's not going to talk to me or this girl's not going to talk to me. And sure enough, they will have a long conversation about what they did, how they got there. You know what I mean? Share something and then sesh. Heck yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. But so. it's up to you to to take advantage of those opportunities. Especially as a button, you meet so many people, like vendors, uh, just like the customers you see every day. It could be any and everybody. You just 
the opportunities are endless. I've met, I have like still relationships with customers for my first day of bartending. Yeah. They follow me to Everywhere wherever go. I go. If I'm not bartending anymore, they're texting me before they like order, which that sounds annoying, but they buy in bulk. Right? <laughs> so, but I don't mind it. And when I'm doing the things I do now and I'm out and about and I see them, like it's not a weird thing for them to come up and talk to me. And I think that was one thing that I was like taken back about. And I was like, dang, you really are making waves kind of in this industry a little bit is when not only like vendors that we sell for whatever, but the customers were actually like, hey, like, yo, how's so-and-so? Like, how's your dog? I saw this. My daughter are, loves and watches all your videos on Facebook. And I'm just like, wow, like that's in-depth. Like people are watching and that's cool. It's super cool. So if you're ever out and about, come say hi. <laughs> well, I've had customers ask me, because we worked together once upon a time, and I had customers ask me, is Ariana working here? And I'm like, well, yeah, she's here. Hold on one second. Let me go get her for you. Like, I don't even waste any time. You know, I'm like, let me go get her. And so, you know, but you can tell, like, when they, when you say, hey, yeah, she's here. Yeah. They light the fuck up. Yo, I had, it was a, it was a couple. Um, they were like low-key my regulars. And I remember it was one of your first days on the floor. Um, like, they saw you and, like, blew up. And I'm like, damn. Thought they had love for me, like, <laughs> like they, like they really love you, and you was chopping up with it for like twenty minutes, and I'm like, man, they never talked to me that long, but um, that just shows like, like, like people really follow you when you really like take care of them or like you really get to know them, um, but I don't even know if you, it was like a like that one couple. Was it a mixed couple? Yeah, he dude, has he has long he hair. Has the fro, yeah. and then she's always like real yep. classy yep. and put together. Yep. Yeah, I actually just ran into them in Taco Taco last night. See, yeah, but it's things like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. They like were they, at my first shop with me. I thought they were my regulars until you came along, and <laughs> they right? were your regulars. Like, no, it's like not nah, play. That's me. But yeah, like that's that's real shit that happens. Yeah, people follow you. But this always goes to show, too, coming back to the bartender perspective, when you wonder how to make the extra dollars, if you're next to someone and they're getting tipped heavy and you're not, and you're having a shitty day because of it, think think about the fact that you need to build relationships with those customers, especially if they live in the same state you live in, because they're going to keep coming back. You know what I mean? And those are the kind of customers... Like, if it's a good customer and they take care of you, they're always going to take care of you. And if you build a relationship, they always take care of you. Not that you ask for it, but you've already built that relationship with the customer. So when people are like, oh, how come your tip jar looks like that? It's because I used to see at least bare minimum of seven to eight regulars a day. You know what I mean? No lie. So kudos to you on that because that's how you fucking make the paper. Flip that quarter on its head, though. People that do shop at dispensaries, the way to be able to build those relationships and get that good help is to be able to tip well. <laughs> That's yeah, very, very big out here. Yeah. You take care of the people that take care of you. Exactly. That goes on both ends. If a customer take care of you, you damn sure better take care of them every, every time, time they come in. Every time. And if right. a bartender take care of you every time you come in, to take care of them. Like it's Yeah, it's do. a relationship. Yeah. Exactly. It is literally 
Right. Yeah. It goes both ways. But you're helping people with like their ailments. But I kid you not today, as I was doing the pop up, like I'm not even working at the dispensary anymore. And I had one of my regulars and he did a double take. He goes, Oh my gosh, I haven't seen you. Where have you been? I went and waited here in line. And what my pop up was, he bought it. And he goes, Just because you're here, like, I miss you. Like, which one should I get? You know what I like. Hook me up. And it's like, What did he get? There you go. <laughs> you can't go wrong. No, you can't go wrong. And you know, he he's never tried sips. He's a smoker. He's the guy that wants to walk into his kitchen, forget what the hell he walked into his kitchen for, mm-hmm. grab a cereal on top of the refrigerator, and probably forget that and leave it on the counter and go back into the living room. <laughs> like, he just wants to just feel nice. And I hooked him up with the Wildberry one because that's going to... I like the sips. Yesterday I went to Medizin and I picked up um, a couple of items, but one of them was a Wildberry sip. And I drank that sucker and I was super smooth. <laughs> oh, for yeah, such like, a, like what? I had no idea I forgot that that was the, uh, <laughs> the, honey the dosing on it. The, yeah, no, I knew the dosing on it. I usually do the 100 milligrams, but I didn't know that that was like more of the chill, relax, mm-hmm. nighttime vibe. And yeah. it was like two o'clock in the afternoon. So, but I had, I mean, I chilled for sure. I did not like, it was just a nice chill day. Yeah, I, I fucked with the sips. Cause like one makes me feel like just, just right. And you don't have to drink a whole, like, you know what I'm saying? Like a 20 ounce drink. Yeah. Yeah. Who wants to do that? But I mean, if you were to come up to me and say like, oh, just take a half cap of this and you'll be good. I would be like, get the hell out of here. I know my stuff. I'm a grown woman. Leave me alone. I know how to consume. <laughs> right? You're like, I'm going to be all right. And I was a little afraid at first to drink the whole 100 milligrams in the sip. But, yeah, it is. Listen, dose out if you need to because seriously, feel how that 50 milligrams that you like or the 20 milligrams that you like feels first because this is a liquid. It'll happen real fast for you. You know, see how that is before you try the hundred. But I went ham sandwich and I tried the hundred. And um, yeah, I liked it a whole lot. And I was like, this is the kind of thing you do before you get on the plane. For sure. You know, oh, you, yeah. You well, they're nano infused. So the effects are a lot different. They kick in in that 10 to 15 minutes. But it's also like more of a. The effects on the body are similar to a smoking high. It's not super, super heavy. Exactly. You know, I was chilling back in my hotel in L.A. I had a sip, and I was just kind of like, dang, like, I feel like I just smoked a a couple joints. Like, what's going on? I'm like, I didn't bring any weed with me. And I was like, oh. (laughs) 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 Do you ever just do an edible? And then, like, an hour later, you're like, why did I buy that? Yes. Oh, shit. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that got me. Yeah, that's what I know. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Unless you get that real crazy snack, and you're like, whoa, Too much. yeah. Too much. Yeah, yeah, buddy. See, that only happens to me if I take edibles on an empty stomach, and then I go eat. And then once I eat, I'm just a bag of beans. <laughs> I don't smoke. I don't smoke before work either, though. Let me be honest. People always wonder that. 
I, I was not the person that smoked before work. Just wasn't because for me, like no wake and bakes for Rocky. Uh, mm, no, well, not always. I used to other jobs, but like when I worked at the dispensary, I wouldn't smoke before work. The reason why is because after work, I overly smoked, so I had to control my consuming sense. financially. That makes sense. <laughs> so, every day. so I was like, so the deal that I had with my wife was. Don't smoke before work. You smoke after work, and then you can smoke as much as you want, which I don't know even worked out great because I don't know they're just overly consumed. Oh, after work, at, smoke at, five. At, but, well, yeah, but at this point, look at what's rolling. Like I don't even know if what I'm getting high on anymore because I roll weed with wax and keep. Yeah. You know, so it's like max high, and then you're like, when you tr- when you do truly want to get high, you're like, what the fuck? That's what bad. is it gonna take? when you start dabbing. No. Not every dab is like that. Not every dab gets me, but I will tell you. Brandon. Fucking our friend Brandon floored me on that which, fucking which Brandon? dab Saturday. I had a dab Saturday. Da- dancing Brandon? Yeah, so okay, we went okay. to, um, we went to last Saturday, which is um, a really, really good event out here. If, if anybody that's into smoking or glass or just any of that, hit up House Saboro for last Saturday. Obviously, it's the last Saturday of every month. Um, but yeah, Brandon uh, introduced her to the uh, Terp Slurper. Oh. <laughs> you know, I mean, I had yeah. tried a Terp Slurper before, but he was like, this Terp Slurper, yeah, you so, need to hit it real hard. Yeah, he has a Toro. So he put her on the Toro, gave her a nice like fucking point three of some really nice hash rosin, and told her, go to work, and... Fucked her up. <laughs> I had a dab sweats and shit. I was looking at him all crazy. I was like, Brandon, you told me to pull. I didn't have to pull that hard on this shit. I could have just taken it easy. He was just, the first inhale that I did, holy shit. Everything. Yeah, every fucking thing. And I blew that shit out. And it was like, I looked like Puff the Magic Dragon. You know, I was like, <laughs> and shit came out in slow motion and shit. I was like, holy shit. Then I got to coughing. And you already know when it gets to coughing on a good nice dab, you're gonna cough for a hot little it's, minute. It's hard to stop. Yeah, it's hard to stop. It pisses me off you're a little like bit. Minute four, right? You're like minute four. Right. You're like, all right, let me get one good hard one out so I get it all out at once. Should I do? Then that's when people start looking at you like, "What's wrong with this motherfucker?" Well, that's what <laughs> you're he. Like, oh, don't worry, don't leave. That's what he does. He like smacks the shit out of you. He leaves. He, he owns some other shit with like all his glass and Brandon's on some. I mean, it's crazy, crazy. And when I, I was like, he's a jerk. And I called him a jerk because he was like, hit that shit real hard. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. I sure did. And I was like, oh my God. My eyes got real wide. Holy shit. The wasted from GTA just goes over you. Like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. Like, um, I always like to find out what the difference is between different industry or different cannabis industry in different states. What would you say the biggest difference between Colorado's industry and Vegas industry is? Well, you know, to be 100% honest, the easiest way I can answer that is saying I felt that Colorado was oversaturated when I wanted to get into the industry, which was 2017. 
which they'd been legal for some time already. So, I mean, it makes sense, but I just kind of didn't have any direction in Colorado. Now, as far as, like, product and being a consumer there, price-wise, it's good. You know, you can pick up lots of quality things. Um, edibles are good. Grows are good. But I I think Nevada is just, like, my home. You know, that's kind of where, like, I started in the industry. So I'm I'm pretty happy with it. It's It's different, though. There's not as many prices. I can just say prices is, but we all know the licensing situation and why prices are that cheap in those other states. It's because right. it wasn't regulated. Right. Yeah, no, totally. And I feel like it's still sort of like that in a lot of states. Like I said, I just came back from Portland and it was cheap. Yeah. Super cheap. I just picture like forests of. Just tree. That's all it is. Just forest. And it looks like it's a regular, like, pine tree forest, but then in the middle of it, they've chopped it down and farmed it so that they're growing yep. cannabis. Yep. Well, you're pretty much accurate on that. <laughs> I was about to say, literally what For sure. So what's your next step? What's your goal? What's Yeah, what's the end game for you, lady? What are you looking to do next? Not the end game. What, what are you looking to do next? Uh, so like some short-term goals that I have in place? Yeah. Well, my short-term goal is I kind of want to just be able to pass off like I don't know. I always want to elevate myself. So I'm doing PR and events right now as far as the cannabis industry and the weddings and stuff like that goes. But what is that going to elevate into? That maybe it's me teaching somebody how to be me so that I can pass those duties off to somebody else, right? I always want to see the next person be better than me. Like, take my job, please. Right. I'd like to see you do that. (laughs) That's a challenge. And it's a compliment on the same time. So... There's that, and then um, I just need coronavirus to go away for the cannabis weddings and marrying people, to be 100% honest with you. I can't have a wedding and just be table to six, and you guys are all six feet apart, and, like, venues aren't big enough. You don't want to wear a mask on your wedding day. There's, It's just so many cons right now that I see the positives to look forward at. So... Yeah, coronavirus go away. Yeah, I think it's already a situation where Vegas has kind of made a decision. It's like, we're opening. And it is what it is. So, I mean, I don't know what the pros and cons are going to be. People are still on the fence on, like, vaccines and stuff like that. But I feel like it's positive, 100%. I feel like... Regardless of the situation, people are a little bit more leery of what's going on. Hopefully, God willing, a good portion of us are are well aware of what's going on. Wash your hands, do your things. Yeah. You become a little bit more aware of your surroundings, and that's it. I feel like at this point, Vegas is going to open, and you're just going to see an influx of people coming in from everywhere. Well, think about it this way. I was listening to NPR. Yes, I said NPR. Um, but they said about a couple of days ago, over a hundred million people have been vaccinated. 
that's that number in its own is crazy. I know we have almost seven billion people on this planet, but for that many people to just get a vaccine like off the bat like that. I don't know. It's it's weird. I'm not ready for the city to open. I look at people differently. I look at traveling and large parties or anything like that. I look at it differently. But I want to know what normal is going to be like. It's going to be a new normal. It's just got to get used to it. Yeah. I just feel like my face is like used to having like a mask on it. Like sometimes I catch myself. I'm like, I'm like, why is your face like that? <laughs> I'm like, you don't have a mask on. Like. <laughs> Loosen them cheeks up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Like things, I think just things are gonna change. I'm gonna tell you, as a smoker, I have learned to smoke on my own. You know, due to this situation, and now it's like even with people that have vaccinated, like if I'm sharing a joint, I'll smoke a whole thing by myself yeah. because I forget that you know what I mean. Like I could smoke with somebody who's already been vaccinated, or I'm smoking with somebody that is. Period. You know what I mean? Or whatever. But I don't know if it, I feel like people need need to feel comfortable. And that's the reason why people have gotten, so many people have gotten this, this vaccine because. Like a placebo effect wanted, in their head almost? Yeah. Oh, I think it's 80% the placebo effect, you know? I don't know. I could be wrong. I'm, you know, I'm really kind of shooting at stars at this point with, with this you know, theory, but I feel like that's what people feel like. They're like, I just want to go out and do normal shit, so I guess I gotta go and get this exact vaccine. vaccine. Mm-hmm. No, I feel that. I feel that. That makes sense. I think my biggest adjustment is gonna be um, not being able to mumble under my breath. You know, somebody getting on your nerves, you can under your mask, you can be like, oh, this yeah. motherfucker. Right. But I can't stand this motherfucker. Right. Like, you can't do that without the mask. So I'm gonna have to Learn how to control my I facial expressions and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel it. I feel it. But, I mean, I'm just ready. I'm ready for that. And that will help me accomplish more things, I feel like. I mean, what if I get out of the country job? I, can I Can I go out of the country right now? I don't know. I have I'm a passport. Um... They might Yo. require vaccines. That's something out of the country. Yeah, I think it might come to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I don't want to say that. <laughs> Where can I find that vaccination card at? <laughs> <laughs> I remember back in the day, like, um, I hope, uh, yeah, like my mom used to make like the fake insurance cards for like my grandfather and other people, like my uncle. <laughs> like, you know. They even say people used to make fake driver's licenses yeah. in the typewriter because they used to put it like in the typewriter. I think back Florida was one of those back yeah, in the day. Literally, you no walk pictures. in with somebody else's information. Literally. And take their information in your photo. No bullshit. That's how it used to be. Like, I mean, hey, we got to do what we got to do to get by, right? But if I got to go that card, <laughs> you know. seen that card, but Japan has shit to do with it. People right here. <laughs> There's some five-year-old child that can like really make that card. I'm going to be real honest oh, with you. No, I'm talking about sure. so I can go to Japan. No, I'm not going to be Let's, a small discretionary. We will not be 
if you're doing this, we are not backing that no. by no, any means. Don't go but looking for fake vaccination shit. cards. Either. Right. We're kidding. That's, we're kidding. But if you do DMR. But yeah, it's hilarious. I think that... <laughs> I think that's I think that's what people are freaking out about, to be honest. Yeah. Honestly. Like they wanna do shit. And they're like, I, the only way for me to do shit is to get this vaccine, so I'm gonna do it. You know what I mean? Who knows? There was bad shit in a lot of vaccines. I don't know. It is what it is. Now, I'll let you know if I grow like a fucking hump or some shit or if I feel some crazy shit. I ain't gonna look at you no different, right? I'll let you all know. But for now, it's been pretty Ari. Yes. I appreciate you coming on. You fucking killed it. Thank you. So I'm sitting here chilling. I've got this permanent smile on my face <laughs> that's right that's here. What the couple, that's what the dab is for. Heck yeah. <laughs> a little dab will do you. A dab a day yeah, keeps yeah. the doctor away. Yeah. Um, no, but thank you guys. Seriously, I appreciate you guys for having me on and, you know, just doing what we do. Chopping up. Absolutely. Before we let you go, we have to know, uh, what have you been smoking on lately? Lately, I have been smoking on this Diamond Dust Live Resin by Virtue. Yes, some lucky dispensaries, they get that drop every now and then. But i am also been smoking on this Y-Live by Trendy Live Resin Battery. Okay. What did you think? That one, my first hit of that one had my nose tingling. I was like, ooh. <laughs> it's that Mercy, not the Mercy, and the Limonene and the Carafiline in there. Yeah, 25. Holy shit, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why my nose is like... That's right. It's that carry yeah, yeah. It's carry in there. Yeah. yeah. Check your terpenes. Uh, one thing I do want to say, though. Honestly, before we even go on this yeah. tangent of what you're smoking on, I'm very proud of you. I'm very proud of what you're doing in this industry. Absolutely. As a woman in this industry, a woman of color in this industry. Thank you. I'm super proud of you. And... Every time I look at your Instagram, you're doing something new. And was, something so encouraging and different. so good. It's it's all positive. And, girl, man. Jabal, what have you been smoking on? Um, Stony Point from Kushko. Oh, that was the last thing I picked up. You can't go wrong. Never, never go Stony wrong. Stony Yeah. <laughs> That's what I've been smoking on. Um, what about you, Rocky? Um, I just picked up some OGKB. Too. And then, really, what I got that I'm really, really super excited about was from Fleur. I got some Wookies and Cream. Wookies and Cream. And this shit was fire. We sold out of that so fast. Did you? That shit went out. Yeah, it flew off the shelf today. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. It's good shit, man. Hot good cakes. stuff. So good. Yeah, shout out to Fleur. Tasty. I loved it. Thank you so much to the people uh, at Fleur for being on and everything, all that good stuff. Danny, what you been smoking on? Uh, for myself, still more hash rosin. Uh, if anybody wants to talk to you in the industry, or if, believe it or not, if wedding's coming up, I feel, I feel like you're going to be super busy. She's going to be a busy girl. She doesn't know she's going to be busy. But if people have any questions about anything that you do, any of the multifaceted or whatever that you do in your life, how can they get in contact with you? So the best way to get in contact with um, through Instagram, my personal page is Ariana Janae. If you're trying to tie that knot, it would be married by Ariana J. My clothing line is Select a Few Small Circle. 
Um, but primarily just follow my personal one and all the links are on that one. Just make it easy peasy. Yeah, lemon squeezy. And you exactly. Can get, you can get all the other goods from that one. But I do answer like all my DMs to be 100%. I'm not like one of those people. You know, I think like people get intimidated by my my following a little bit and be like, oh, she's bougie, right? No, I answer every one because I'm not that busy. I mean, I'm busy. Don't get me wrong, but I'll respond <laughs> is what she I'm got getting some at. Followers for sure. <laughs> she's got a gazillion followers for sure. It's good stuff. Thank you guys again so much. Oh, no, we thank you, girl, for sure, 100%. If you all out there um, need to get in contact with us, we're at High Bud Tenders on all social media platforms. And, of course, if you have any questions for us or you have any suggestions, um, we can always improve on anything that's like. Uh, feel free to give us a hit on our website, www.highbudtenders.com. At the very bottom, scroll to the bottom there and just leave us a little comment. We'll get back to you. That's what we do. Uh, thank you again for listening, and as always, stay high, but tender. Ready for the action, meet me on the L. Bought some killers with me, heaters on they lap. Represent my city, speaking on behalf. One time, creeping on me quickly.